Welcome back here to Jay Ca- uh, Tom Lawler Rink at Merrimack College. The score at the end of two periods of play is Maine 3, Merrimack 2. This is Mike Macknick alongside John Leahy. Uh, so pleased that you've chosen to join us here on Saturday night for some great hockey action. Tonight's second intermission is brought to you by Merrimack Graduate Studies, where at Merrimack you can earn your master's degree in as little as one year. Choose from graduate programs in business, education, engineering, health sciences, criminology, and so much more. Or visit merrimack.edu that's merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. Joining us here in the second intermission, Mike McMahon from the macreport.com, also from College Hockey News and the Eagle Tribune Mike, your thoughts through two periods of play uh, Maine's third goal there in the uh, second period, gave them the lead for the first time all weekend and uh, I, with, with despite the fact that it's just a one goal game here, it almost feels especially with that second period like it's more than that, Maine really seems to have taken control of this game. Yeah, I think it's been a pretty even game for the most part. I mean, you look at the, the score, obviously it's a 3-2 score. Uh, I think the story right now is Maine's been able to capitalize on their chances Merrimack hasn't been able to. Uh, you look at the power plays, I mean, Merrimack has I think now, uh, well, six when this when the penalty on the board here is over in the third period. That'll be six power plays over the course of the game and uh, I think it's got the, no, no goals, right? I think everything's coming. The first one. Oh, the first one, sorry. That's right, the first one. Uh, I think that's been the only power play goal of the weekend for both teams. Uh, almost every other goal in this series is coming to even strength. So that, that's been the big story, I think, is that Maine's had uh, has had opportunities and has capitalized on them, even if it hasn't been on the power play. Uh, the opportunities they've had at even strength and they've carried the play. They've obviously been able to convert on, on three goals here in this game through two periods, and Merrimack has had plenty of chances. When you have six power plays through two periods, you have plenty of chances. Just haven't been able to pull the trigger yet. You talked with Merrimack coach Scott Bork during the week, and he mentioned that Maine was going to be the most physical team they played all year, and they need to try needed to try to at least match that. He felt uh, happy with that last night. You could tell and talk. You talked to them. I talked to them after the game. Happy that they'd been able to match that. It's interesting though, and I think the reason why John Leahy and I try to talk with you know coaches from both clubs before the game is different perspective, right? So you know Maine does have this tradition or this uh, you know reputation under uh, Red Gendrinos of being a very physical team, the kind of team. That is hard to out physical effectively. You watch that game last night, and you know probably you're watching and thinking the same thing I am, which is uh, you know Merrimack held their own. You know went toe to toe with them. We talked with Red Gender before the game tonight. Totally different take on it. He felt that they did not do the things they needed to do physically at all. That he said we didn't play to our identity. You know we didn't play like the kind of team that we need to be. We need to do a much better job of that tonight. And I think Maine has done that, especially in that second period, and it's carried them to uh, to come from behind and take the lead. It has, yeah. It, it, it was interesting last night, too. They were here for a long time. They, they didn't leave right after the game. Uh, they were over in that locker room for a long, Maine was, for a long time after the game. Uh, from what I understand, Red was, was outside the locker room. It was a players-only meeting that, that went, you know, for a considerable amount of time after the game. Not, not an hour or anything like that, but for a, a pretty good amount of time after the game. So I, I imagine that's what a lot of that was about. You know, if, if you think that your team has gone away from playing to their identity, that's something that, that your leadership group has to address and fix. Uh, so I, I wonder if that's what that was last night because at the time I, you know I heard it last night and who knows what they're discussing no one else is in that room but uh, hearing his thoughts before the game tonight that they weren't playing to their identity that they had gotten away from that you know it, it does make sense when that happens you go to your leadership group and you say you know you, this is it's your team you're gonna fix this and so I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if that's what that was about yeah and watching the way that it developed in that second period I mean uh, I felt like there were times that yeah okay you know Merrimack seems to be doing a, a decent job of you know winning some battles but then you just watch Maine slow 
slowly start to take more and more control of that. And it's really, you know, it's led to an awful lot of the good scoring chances that they've gotten in the game and, and especially in that second period. And I thought the goal that, that, that they scored that was the only goal of the period. We have four goals in the first period, only one in the second. But the Robins goal there from, from Westerland, yeah, Halliday's come in and played terrific here in the second period. It could be a, a two or three goal game at this point. And that one that beat him by Robins is just nothing he could have done. No, really nice shot. <laughs> really nice play. And not a lot of room for Robins to put that puck either. And, and he, he found, you know, pretty much the only opening there because Halliday did a good job of getting pretty big. And he wasn't, he was boxing out a lot of the net. He got real big on that play. And, and he just, Robins just found that little bit of room, which is all you need to find sometimes. Uh, I, I think, too, just kind of in front of the net, I think Maine's done a better job tonight than last night of, of making things happen in front of the net. Uh, and Merrimack has it because uh, Swayman's left some rebounds there. There have been opportunities for them to do things with pucks on second or third chances. They just either haven't been able to get to them or, or better yet, I think Maine's done a good job of kind of boxing them out of the middle of the ice. Again, they give a play in the first period where Chase Graysock had a, a, a shot right at the bottom of the, of the left circle uh, that you know, most of the nights that's a goal. And again, who was it that, that kind of boxed him up? But one of those defenders just kind of got right in his way and boxed him up. He got a shot on net, but it wasn't a real strong shot. Maine's been doing stuff like that all night. That's what was I think was missing from their game last night. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. I'm trying to remember who that was, too. And it was down the other end here, too, in the second period that we've seen a lot of that as well. There's been times that Merrimack's been able to get the puck in. They've had bodies there, but Maine's been able to just get a guy in there to get the puck out of the way there. So uh, I think you got to tip your cap to them. You know, the team's got to play to their identity. I certainly think that that's true. And Maine being able to do that in the, in the second period has a lot to do with why they have the lead. Now, let's talk about also, uh, you know, you had it. Uh, Merrimack needed to get three points this weekend uh, to remain alive. Uh, in the playoff chase. Uh, so if, if this game even ends up in a tie, which teams have played overtime now, what, five consecutive games going back a couple of years, but uh, they need to win the game tonight, right? So if they don't, there is no way they can make the playoffs, correct? No, there's not. Which is going to be interesting, too, because let's say they tie this game in the third period, the game goes to overtime. If you're in a tie game late overtime, I mean, there's still four games left after this one, but uh, I think if you're Merrimack, you got to pull the goal. You know, I think it's going to give points to Maine if they get the end tonight goal, obviously, but and you might have some confused people in the building that don't know uh, what the playoff situation is for them, but yeah, uh, you need a win. So if you're tied and, and you're in the third period, uh, you're in the overtime period and there's a minute and a half left and you have an offensive zone face off, I think you pull your goalie. So things could get real interesting if they tie it up here. Here's, the, I think, the number one, one, number one reason why you have to do that. Now, now realistically, you know, look at what else they would have to do. They'd have to win the two games against Lowell next week. They'd have to beat UMass. They'd have to beat BU. I mean, it's a real long shot, even if they win this game, still for them to make the playoffs. But you know what? As a coach, you have to do the most that you can, you know, for your team right up until the instant that finally there's nothing you can do and that's it. So you got to show your team. So I, that's why I think they would do that. I think if you do get to overtime, if the game isn't overtime and it's tied like that, then I think that, yeah, you do what you have to do to win the game to show your team that, yeah, this is, you know, we're going all out here. 100%. Until you're mathematically out, you're, you're still in. Yeah. So uh, without a win, they're mathematically out. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're tied and there's a minute left, like I said, you might have some confused people yeah. in the building. That's what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Well, you know what? I don't know if uh, I think that this is on in the Blue Line Club up there, but any of the folks up there that are listening, if I don't know if they pay attention to us or not, but now's a good time to pay attention. So if you're watching the game, it's in the third period, it's in overtime. If Merrimack pulls the goalie, now you'll know why. It's because they need to win this game. Yeah, I mean, I can think of other times where we've seen that, where teams have known they needed a win, and it's a tie game, it's an overtime, and all of a sudden they pull their goalie, and, and you know, it's the thing. 
thing with this is it's early. Like, there's there's four games left here. We're in the middle of February. It doesn't feel like you're at the end of the season. But with Merrimack not having a game that last week of the regular season, uh, they've got two weeks left after this. So this is really it. I mean, it's it's they, they need a win tonight or they're done. So uh, it's early for it to happen, I think, just calendar-wise. There's four games left after that. they got five games, including this one. You need a win. So, yeah, you're at the end of the season. you got to do it. Yeah, so here's a look now at the hockey standings for those folks that are watching. Uh, five uh, five games left for Merrimack, including this one. If they get, if they win all the games, it's 10 points. That gives them 19. They have to beat out three teams to make the playoffs because only the top eight out of 11 make the playoffs in Hockey East this season. So if they won all those games, now it's still a long shot, like we said, because they'd have 19. They would win the season series against Maine. They couldn't afford for Maine to get any more than one point the rest of the way. They would also win the season series against BU in that scenario. And so, uh, you know, either of those teams, technically, they could beat out. You'd have to have the UConn and Vermont, uh, you know, stay under 19, effectively, uh, because they lost the season series to Vermont. For UConn, we'd have to see how, how the tiebreakers worked out. But, um, you know, it's, it would be tight either way. Like we said, it's a long shot. Uh, and then UNH, with UNH, they lose the, the season series anyway. So even if UNH loses out, Merrimack wins out, they can't win the tiebreaker with UNH. So, it's, like I said, it's a long shot, but, uh, you know, they still have a chance tonight, at least. Exactly. And, that's, and that's why they need the win here tonight, because if they tie this game, uh, you're, you're nine points back of Maine for that last spot. Four games left, there's only eight points on the table. So if you win, you at least keep your hopes alive next weekend uh, with a loss or a tie row. All right, Mike, thanks a lot. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you again soon, folks. Check out his work, themacreport.com, the Eagle Tribune as well, and also uh, College Hockey News. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. That's Mike McMahon joining our, our uh, broadcast here. Our guest here in between periods. The score is Maine 3, Merrimack 2. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.